welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. In this episode, I interview Jeff from Check Weight. Jeff started his business in 2019 and he's already sold his first franchise and he has more in the pipeline. Uh, A remarkable business journey that all started with a failed trip around Australia. So really cool, uh, unique uh, story, which was a a failed trip, I guess, failed adventure, which turned into a business idea. And it's taken off and done very well. And uh, Jeff shares, you know, his story and how he managed to build the business throughout these interesting times and uh, so quickly. And also some of the key insights, like some of the key things that have helped him to grow so quick in in terms of um, systems to put in place and so on. And so uh, really cool, uh, interesting interview and story. So enjoy the show. If you do have any questions about this episode or any episodes, Get in touch with the team at basicbananas.com. Jeff, how are you? I'm well, Christo. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for joining us here on Basic Bananas Radio. Um, Great to have you on and a a different style of business for our listeners to to hear about and and success, the success that's come. And and obviously... um, I think it'd be so cool for for everyone to hear about your story and and what you're up to and and you've actually just recently franchised and so I actually wouldn't mind asking you a few questions around why franchising versus like expanding so things like that so anyway but tell us so that uh, our listeners know who who we're talking with tell us a bit about you like why did you decide to become a, a business owner and start check weight. Uh, as your business is, is branded and tell us like how did it start what was the how was it born well thanks Christo for having me uh, well check weight was actually born out of a failed attempt to go around Australia in a caravan um, my <laughs> wife and I lived in Orange and uh, my wife had a barber shop and we both worked there and we were selling the barber shop selling our house selling our car and camper trailer and the plan was to buy a, a vehicle and a caravan and go around Australia for 12 months and then move to beautiful Lemon Tree Passage where I live now. And um, in that process, I found that I was getting um, a lot of mixed messages from people um, about weights and things like that. Um, I knew a couple of people who were traveling around Australia at the time and they'd always talk about being overweight and how being overweight was dangerous. And so I was sort of determined to get it um, right. And uh, I woke up one morning and I just said to my wife, this is too hard. Look, let's just move to Lemon Tree Passage, we'll have some time off, and then we'll do the trip later. Um, and we came up to Lemon Tree Passage in 2018, and we had a little bit of time off. And uh, then I started looking for a job and found it pretty difficult to find a job, you know, being over 50. And then I come across Caravan Weighing as a business. And um, I thought, wow, look, I've done all this research into buying a caravan, and I understand it, and I also understand how frustrating it is and how confusing it is. So I did a little bit of research and there's only about eight or nine people around Australia doing caravan weighing at the time. And I thought, wow, this is really good. You know, I can do three or four ways a week and just have a part-time job and that would be really cool. So I ended up, you know, buying some weigh pads and, uh, you know, opening a website and all that. And uh, that was in October of 2019. 
and uh, did a caravan show in Newcastle at the beginning of um, 2020 um, in February and got all these bookings and was all busy. And then, of course, COVID hit. <laughs> so mm. it was a pretty interesting introduction to business. But it, it was great. I mean, and since then, you know, we've had lockdowns. and But the interest in caravans and the interest in weights has just grown um, year on year. Uh, and it just keeps on getting busier. Mm, it's a necessary like I guess you know the safety people's families and so on it's a funny way to hear a business start a failed attempt traveling around Australia <laughs> well the odd thing is we actually don't own a caravan at the moment I've had caravans <laughs> and camper trailers in the past and I've got a boat which I don't get out on very often because of this beautiful weather we're having at the moment um, where it rains all of every day um, but yeah, look, you know, towing and 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 weights are very, very much um, a safety issue. Um, mm. I mean, yes, it's a legal issue. You can be overweight and, and be illegal. But the main focus is um, safety and people traveling safe. Mm. That's, a, that's really cool. And it's, it's, it's pretty recent, really, 2019, you know. Um, so for a lot of businesses, you know, there've been you know a lot of our listeners are running for businesses for long periods of time, decades, and so on. Um, you've done really, really well. Like to, I guess, you know, to be at this point already, this stage, and especially with the lockdowns and everything that was thrown at us, a lot of people could walk away um, during these kind of challenging times and give up. But um, you've actually come out the other end stronger, which is which is super inspiring to hear. So really, you kind of saw the opportunity. Um, well, yeah, I guess couldn't travel around, then you were, you know, looking for a job and then kind of built your own job, I guess, built your own business. So, and saw that opportunity, because I think that's inspiring for a lot of people, even just that, that there's so many, um, had, like, had you thought about starting a business before? And then this was like one idea because, because so many people have so many ideas where they're like, you know, it's a fleeting thought or they have a list of, um, I have an, an Evernote file, which I call million dollar ideas. So it's, it's titled because <laughs> I'm like, each one of these could make me a million bucks, but there's like a long list of like business ideas, app ideas, you know, and I, I, I just like, I know I need to actually just get them out of my head. And I, I really, that folder is like maybe one day later, you know, um, how did you like, yeah, had you thought about starting a business before or, you know, and this, but you just felt it or with this and you knew it was it or how did, how did you decide? Like, um, I suppose I've been around business. I've managed businesses. Um, you know, my early background when I first left school was in the bank. Um, so I used to finance a lot of businesses. So, you know, I've analyzed a lot of business financials in my time, um, good and bad. Um, and, you know, you have to give out loans and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've managed businesses. So I've always been interested in business and marketing. Uh, 2012, uh, my wife came up with the idea to open a, um, a sort of a high-end barbershop. And um, at the time, we were in Living in Orange. And as soon as she came up with the idea, I said, just do it. And, um, you know, we worked out the details later. And the barbershop, you know, barbershops now are, are quite common. But in 2012... Mm especially in a country town like Orange, it was just the old guy who, you know, had one chair and, and did a few people. Um, and so Julie came up with the concept of guys cuts um, in Orange in 2012. And um, it just grew and grew and grew because it was, um, you know, we only did guys. We were a bit out there at the time. We only did guys. We did exclusive service, haircuts, shaves, um, hair art, things like that which, you know, the country hasn't seen. Um, it's pretty common now, but, um, you yeah, know, that's 10 years ago. So 
you know, we worked and I mean, I actually trained as a barber and worked with Jules and, um, you yeah, know, that was a challenge in itself, you know, 50 going to TAFE and learning how to cut hair. <laughs> but um, so when we moved up here, I think, you know, um, I always probably wanted to open a business myself and, you know, you know, getting a job when you're over 50 is not as easy as some people think. And so I sort of fell into the business part of it. And my wife, like me, I, I rang her. I remember ringing her and saying, I've had this idea. You know, what do you think? And she said, go for it. I mean, we make pretty big decisions quickly sometimes. And um, I really didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. And, you know, I thought, as I said before, you know, I'd do three or four ways a week and, you know, just tick over a nice little income and have a nice little easy life. And it just grew and grew and grew. And, you know, I suppose what happened was people, I turned up because, you know, I signed, rent the car, I wear a uniform. Um, you know, I've sort of listened to a lot of those. You know, I've been a lot of marketing things in, in the past, but I was listening to your podcast. So I think I went to a, a blast off workshop in Newcastle just after I started the business. And, um, you know, branding is, is one of those things that sets you apart. So people started saying to me, is this a franchise? And mm. I'd just go, not yet, <laughs> you know, because I'm yeah. the owner, I started it. And then I started saying to my wife, yeah, I should franchise this because I can only do so much work and there's so much demand. Um, so that's how the franchising part of, of the business started. Right. Awesome. That's cool, isn't it? It's almost like it did, the, the branding just wanted to take on a life of its own. Um, you'd branded it well enough that people could recognize and, you know, see it as a franchise. Um, probably a good indication you had a good, strong looking brand, um, which is awesome. Like. Yeah. And, and I think well, I've, a lot of that I, I did get from, you know, your podcasts and, you know, the blast off and, and previous things that I've, I've done in marketing as well. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you learn stuff, but then you forget it. So when you listen mm. to these podcasts or, or go to one of your seminars, you get reminded of what you've been forgotten. And um, I think that's really important. And so branding was a big thing. You know, I, I, trademarked um, the name and the logo early on uh, straight away um, got a professional to do my logo um, and you know it's it's a wheel and ticks and um, you know my two-year-old grandson when he first saw the logo said that's a wheel and I thought and I, I rang the uh, the graphic designer and said well if a two-year-old can recognize my logo um, then you've done well yeah so, well done oh well done very cool to hear and what what it, so for you like what what have been the most challenging times do you think or um have there been times or are there current challenges right now or is there or are there certain things that might come to mind in the you know that you've been through in the last few years where you you know you thought maybe throw it in or do oh, this is just a challenge or you're just always determined to make it work but like um any, anything come to mind obviously there's been lockdowns it's been a, a crazy ride through this uh pandemic time but but uh what, what comes to mind for you well, COVID obviously was a was an interesting thing, um, and the lockdown. So, I mean, you know, I wasn't I was only in business about six months when we had our first lockdown. Um, but what I did at that opportunity, it gave me um, an opportunity to sit back and and work on a lot of things. So, I worked mm -hmm. on my website, I worked on, you know, my database, I worked on my processes um, during that time. Um, I did a lot of bushwalking and walking by the water as well, um, but. That was, you know, a, a challenge, but it was also an opportunity because of the ban on international travel. Um, people started buying caravans, so mm -hmm. there's been a, you know, a lot of focus and a lot of people um, come into the market. 
um, they're not just my clients. A lot of my clients are, are definitely been you know, had caravans, but they've they've upgraded their caravan. Instead of going overseas, they bought a bigger caravan or a bigger vehicle, and um, so that's that's been actually you know a challenge, but also an opportunity. Mm. Um, one of the, the the challenges that I do have is because I work outside has been the weather lately. It's been you know pretty wet. Um, right. So that's a bit of a challenge managing uh, working uh, between weather and rain, um, because yeah, I've got um, the weighing is is tech, it's tech stuff and it's electronic, so you don't really want to get it wet. Um, I did one get one piece of my gear wet and you know had to replace it at quite a considerable cost. So mm. yeah, you just sort of manage the weather, um, and then just managing growth. Um, that's been a bit of a challenge, and I think that's where I've I've really probably excelled in in some ways because you know I did a new website last year which has automatic functions in it so you can book online you can select your date your time and then automatically you get an email with the confirmation and the information that I need to to send out so that in itself saved me a lot of time um, and also you know save me phone calls you know so a lot of my clients just book straight on online and I've never spoken mm. to them yeah so Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good to create the systems to save all of the extra work uh, required by humans or by yourself. Um, very cool to hear. What about, um, what would you say is one of your highlights in business so far? Well, there's been a few. I think, you know, surviving um, the COVID lockdowns mm-hmm. just has to be a um, a, <laughs> a highlight. Um, you know, growth um, and, you know, I, I, realized early on that you know to grow you need to be actually more efficient so that was you know systemizing some of the the businesses um producing an online course um you know Mm. one of the things i can only do you know what i can do in my area um and it was actually so a comment on a facebook group somebody said there should be a course you can do on weights uh on caravan weights online and i mean i was actually at my um stepson's house and and I on Facebook and I saw this and I went, hey, what do you, what do you think about this? You know, and both my wife and my stepson went, yeah, you should do it. Um, so we created an online course, which um, we've sold quite a few of and has generated um, small profits so far. Uh, other highlights, um, you know, I've done lots of media. I've been on Today Show. I've done a few radio interviews. Um, I'm currently doing um, a weekly podcast with a guy by the name of Phil who has a um, Roman Oz. So it talks about travel and and we've been doing a weekly uh, podcast on weights and and caravan weights and issues and that people see on the road. Um, Yeah. And and then, as you mentioned right in the intro, um, we've sold our first franchise. So ultimately, uh, 2022 has been a pretty good year. (laughs) What um and on the franchise, I like your wife's um. You've mentioned your wife's advice twice when you've asked her, "Should I? What do you think of this?" And it has pretty much been, "Yeah, you should do it." That's the uh, should we start the business? Yeah, you should do it. What do you think of an online course? Yeah, you should do it. Uh, it's a uh, it's a good um good phrase. You should get that tattooed on you. <laughs> I, I think I mean you know Julie, uh, my wife or Jules, as she goes by, is is very much a part of the business, but she's very much behind the scenes. Um, and you know that support you can't like it's really hard to be in business if you don't have the support of your your partner. And um, yeah, that support's really good. I mean, 
and she's not just a yes girl. I mean, if I do something wrong, she'll tell me. Um, and I think that to me is probably one of the key things in our relationship um, as, as you know, husband and wife, but also as business partners, is that if she thinks I'm doing or saying something wrong, she'll tell me. She doesn't um, hold back, and, but she says it in a very nice way, which is always very handy. But she's so supportive, you know, if I get home late, you know, she'll cook my dinner and, you know, she'll, you know, get me organised, bring me a cup of tea while I'm doing the reports or on the computer. Um, so from behind the scenes, um, she's very, very much, um, you know, edits my things, uh, my posts, my blogs, you know, gives me feedback. Um, if she overhears me on a phone call and it's not quite great, she'll tell me um, where I can improve. Um, so I... I really do thank my wife, Jules, for her support and um, her feedback as well. Amazing. Sort of what a good team and uh, very supportive. That's so, so good to hear. Lucky man. Um, thank you. What do you, what did you, when you um, decided on franchise, did you, like, did you kind of throw around ideas of should I just try and expand myself? Um, should I, just employ someone, for example, in different areas or, you know, try and there's because there's licensing, there's franchising or just expanding your own business and trying to trying to run it yourself. Um, what was your thinking around franchises, the, you know, being the model to go with? But, you know, what what made you decide on that? I think the franchise model to me um, is good for a business person who doesn't have uh, the marketing or the sales background um, so I suppose that's where I was looking is that's one of my major interests is marketing um, and I think I'm pretty good at it I, I, I can always get better and that's why I, I you know network with you guys and as part of the, um, the basic bananas team or, or family um, because you can always learn something but for a lot of business people I think marketing is where they fail and mm. you know I, I've seen others uh, enter this space and um yeah there's there's probably about 50 or 60 people doing caravan weighing now around australia from the nine that was doing it three years ago hmm. but um you know like i've grown check weight i mean there was nine started before i started i've got more likes on my facebook page um i write blog articles i i do media interviews I, I try to help people with free information um, on weights and, and raise that awareness as well. And, um, you know, it's part of my nature, but it's also part of the feedback that I've got from you guys is that, you know, giving away uh, free information builds the trust with you. Um, and mm. I think that's why I want to go with franchising because it's, it's a, a system and it makes people, it makes it easier for somebody to join a business. So we've had Jason who's just started in Sydney and yeah, he wasn't interested in building a website and, you know, building mm -hmm. a Facebook following and things like that. Um, so he can concentrate on weighing and the customer service, uh, which he's really good at. So that's, I suppose, where I see franchising um, as, as a powerful tool. And the other thing I suppose with franchising is once you get two or three or four people is your pool of funds um, that you've got for marketing becomes um, more valuable because you can you know, spend more and spend more efficiently with those funds than if you've got four or five people doing it all separately. Mm, absolutely. Pull it all together. So it's like a united front out there. Mm. 
um, more so. What would that, what did it actually get to? When so you said you were you kind of had the plan. It sounded like you had the idea for a nice cruisy life doing three ways a week. Did you say three or what four? Did, yeah. What did you end up like? What was a big week or like? What did it What did it get to that you were doing? Uh, I think the biggest week I've had is something like twelve or thirteen, uh, and I did five in a day. Um, and right. now, yeah, you know, it's it's probably hard for a listener to to think, well, yeah, you know, that doesn't seem like much but away takes me about two hours um because there's a large component of information and education when we do a caravan way it's not just like driving over a way bridge um and mm. uh you know getting a, a ticket and and you drive off you know we move weight around the caravan show people how it affects the tow ball weights and what their balance is and how they can load correctly um and you know a lot of people have issues about 70 or 80 percent of people that i weigh um, are at or over one of the legal limits. So most people need that advice. Uh, and uh, so that's, you know, and I've, I should probably point out, I've got a bad knee. I've, I've had a knee replacement this year. And so I had a couple of months off um, recovering from that. Um, so that affected my ability to do more, um, like a fit 40-year-old, like Christo might be able to do, you know, three or four in a day. Um, but yeah. I had to limit myself to a couple of days. Um, right. So generally I do about seven or eight in a week. Um, right. Yeah. So still much more than you uh, planned on. And now you've got a franchise to, you know, you've sold first franchise and um, you mentioned when we are off the air before that there's kind of more in the pipeline. Um, yeah. I'm talking to a gentleman now um, about buying um, and this is exciting for me because it's part of my existing area that I service. Um, so he's got, clientele basically already um, because you know the branding is high here so it's almost I won't guarantee business but it's almost guaranteed and um, but what it'll also do is take some of my load off so that I can work on the systems and the the marketing and the other things that I want to do next year yeah how many do you want to sell how many franchises would you love to have on board Look, I, I've done some numbers and I think, you know, we could probably get to around 40 or 50 around Australia. Um, awesome. That would be, um, there's, you know, there's challenges there. I mean, you know, I'd be happy to talk to anybody who wanted to buy a state. Um, <laughs> and that's my plan is rather mm. than me have to manage, you know, 10 people in Queensland, that I have right. somebody who buys into, becomes like a master franchiser for Queensland or Victoria or WA. Mm. Um and that, and then they on sell um, the areas within that state. Um, but I think, yeah, we can go ten or twelve in in New South Wales, um, and that's my first plan of attack. Um, is New South Wales, and then uh, move into state. Um, but yeah, I'd be looking to master franchise that because I don't want to manage fifty people around Australia. <laughs> awesome! Well, that's so good. I want more time and more time on my boat and more time to go away um, time. You, you, when you, I buy my caravan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you buy your caravan with per, and then you get it weighted perfectly, perfectly uh, the perfect weight. And uh, do you do you sleep? Do you get eight or more hours sleep per night? Or are you, what's your? Uh... <laughs> eight hours. I'm, I'm, I can't remember the last time I had eight. Um, <laughs> well, it could be the, uh, could be. Yeah, look, I, I generally get around seven um oh, it's I'm, not bad yeah look at and and quite often at six um so i tend to go to bed you know around that 9 30 sleep by about 10 and then i i'm awake around the 4 35 mark um right and um 
Yeah, and I, I don't mind that. I mean, you know, we live in a beautiful place, um, you know, in Port Stephens in New South Wales. Um, I, so getting up early isn't really a challenge. Um, and with my knee operation this year, like I spend about an hour doing exercises of a morning and then as soon as my wife wakes up, I jump up onto the computer and do a bit of work and then jump in the car and go out and do a few ways um, and then come home and do the reports. Um, you know, it, it's sort of at the moment, I probably work every day, but I work, don't work every day, if that makes sense. So I might have a day off and I might only do an hour or two's work, um, but I actually don't really see it as work at the moment. Um, nice. It's, love- it's really enjoyable. Um, I love dealing with my clients, you know, doing phone calls, um, and, and, yeah, I suppose that's one of the things I did this year. I shifted um, while I was off uh, with my knee. I started doing um, Zoom calls with people answering their questions. So basically consultations right. um, over Zoom uh, on people who were thinking of buying a caravan and wanted to know, you know, whether their vehicle could tow it and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've done a few of those and they've been quite exciting. Um, and um, and what, you, online like, what, what was it that made you decide to to work with basic bananas like you you mentioned your passion about marketing and obviously you you know we wanted to keep up skilling in those areas but um so was you know because it's an interesting time as well like it was unpredictable with lockdowns and everything going on and um I guess you mentioned you attended like the blast off so you attended a you know a, a short workshop and got familiar with us but to actually join the clever bunch program for our listeners that's like a, a full year of working with us um basically, you know, advising and assisting to implement and be across your marketing as part of your extended team. Um, so what was it made you go, you know what I needed, I'm doing this, um, you know, and, and when, and when did you start? Was it about, about 12 months ago now, was it? Uh, exactly. Yeah. October um, last year, I, I joined the Clever Bunch, but yeah. the last off, I think it must've been towards the end of 2019. Yeah. Um, in Newcastle that you yeah. um, you hosted. And um, after that, I started following you on Facebook, um, but more, you know, listening to these podcasts. Um, mm. And as I said, I do a lot of driving. So, you know, some days I could listen to five or six podcasts. Um, and, you know, and then the next day I might listen to music. Or mm. um, what I did a lot of is, um, you know, I'd listen to the podcasts on my way to the job and then I'd listen to music on the way home. Nice. So I've listened to, you know, most of your podcasts, um, you know, in, in, you know, probably uh, there's not many that I haven't listened to, I think, at least once. Um, so I, I suppose, like myself, you know, that built the trust. Um, you know, do these guys know what they're talking about? And, and it was an absolute 100% yes. Um, I actually did book in for the experience in 2020, but then with COVID and lockdowns um, mm. cancelled because we didn't know what was going on. I didn't know whether I'd have a business um, yeah. after the lockdown. And But I still followed you guys. And um, so then I decided that I needed more assistance. So I'd, I'd got to a certain level. But I needed to refine my marketing. And I, as I said before, I think I've got pretty good marketing skills, but marketing's always changing, <laughs> you know, like with social yeah. media and the way things are happening. What <laughs> worked three years ago doesn't work now. And when I started marketing, what worked 20 years ago doesn't necessarily work now either. Mm, absolutely. You know, it can always be made better. Every bit absolutely. of marketing can always be improved. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I suppose that's why I joined the Clever Bunch. Um, because I, I knew I'd come to a certain level and I needed to refine and get better. Um, 
and you know I've seen I've been to a lot of different marketing workshops um, you know like the last off I suppose but it's, you know, not the same and you know it's it's about developing that trust with that people and and I think because of your podcast I've been able to develop that trust that you guys could deliver nice what an and awesome it's, it's, uh, thank you and how cool is it that you were listening you know and then now you're here you're on the show it's like uh what an evolution um very very cool it's so good I think it was one of your podcasts actually just before I joined um, and you were actually talking about, you know, giving value and developing trust. And um, I thought, yeah, you have, you've given me a whole Mm -hmm. heap of free value. Um, And that's what I've been doing for my clients. I I mean, I've weighed people that have been following me for 12 months, but they've been waiting for their caravan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because they ordered it 12 or 18 months ago. So um, I'm doing the same thing as what you did to me. Um, and um, look, it, honestly, it works. It's, it's something every business should do is give free stuff so you get back. Yeah. 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 And what about, and through the Clever Bunch, what are some of the things you've taken away just for if, if there are people considering, you know, basic bananas or they're looking at us and uh, thinking, why, why, would I, why would I do the Clever Bunch? Like what's, what's the, some of the things you've taken away or implemented or, you know, what you liked most from the the program? I think it, one of the things is a bit of a discipline. Um, and I, I remember you saying, you know, it's not a magic pill, the Clever Bunch. I mean, you still have to do the work. But what it does give you is, you know, the opportunity to have goals and set goals and have feedback. Um, but probably the three big takeaways that I've had is just the power of an email database. And like I just said, giving free information, building your database a lot of my people that I weigh now, I've never actually spoken to. So, you know, they access my information, What's they that? read my blogs, they get my emails, and then they book in. Um, and the first time I speak to them is when I phone them after booking to just to confirm it and, and check where we're going to weigh and things like that. Um, probably the other big takeaway would be just, you know, the the value of systemizing. So, you know, systemizing your booking process and you know, the information that I send out to people. Um, I'm just going through the process now of, of putting on a virtual assistant to answer the phone during the day because while I'm working, I can't answer the phone. So mm-hmm. um, I just want, and, and you have to systemize that so that that person can actually just do your job. Um, and, and probably the third one, and, and you know, these are not necessarily in order of priority, is just the value of social proof on social media. Um, I mean, I've, I'm just about to hit 600 caravan and vehicle ways, and I think I've posted, um, you know, probably a 560 of those um, on social media. And um, I sort of liken it if you're walking down the street to a um, um, in a new town and you're looking for a restaurant to go to, and and there's three, two that are really busy and two that are really quiet. <laughs> Which restaurant are you going to go to? You're going to go to the ones that are busy because they're busy, busy for yeah. a reason. And so I've really adopted that with my Facebook page and you know, the website and uh, you know, have information and, and you know, share the knowledge um, and people will buy from people who are busy rather than people who aren't doing anything. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a really good um, insight to social, you know, in, in terms of what to post on social media as well, because a lot of people get so stuck and confused on social media and then um just keeping in mind, like you've said, the social proof on social media, like showing what you're doing. Sometimes people struggle with it. Like it, 
it could be, you know, they might think, oh, it's easy for you. You can take a photo of the caravan and you can, you could say, here's what they were, the, what was wrong with it before the, we adjusted things. Here's how it's correct now, you know. Um, however, you know, even a consultant can, can take photos of them scribbling out a strategy they're about to deliver to a corporate executive, you know, or, you know, there's always things you can do. It's just showing that, that, that the work's happening, that there's actually something going on. Cause we do see it a lot where people set up a lot of social media profiles and they end up looking kind of like a ghost town. Um, yes. You'd be better off shutting the profile, you know, or have, just focus on one, you know, it's always like, a, I think, uh, People try and be on everything and they end up kind of looking half <laughs> half complete. So better off be strong on one or two and let the others go. And I think one of the other things I, I just thought of it while you were talking was, you know, my best posts um, that ever, you know, as far as reach, um, I was weighing these people who actually were from Queensland originally, but they're traveling around Australia and I weighed them in Newcastle. And in the back of their land cruiser, they had their two Akubras. Um, attached to the ceiling of the vehicle by two oki straps um, in the in the dual cab, so in the back. And um, I took a couple of photos because I'd never seen it. And um, it ended up getting shared about, I think it was 300 times on different oh, wow. forums. And um, I got 300 extra likes on my Facebook page by inviting people who had liked it. And it had something like 100,000 reach. Wow. And but it had nothing to do with caravan weight. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, well, I was actually listening to a podcast um, that Franziska did the other day, and and she was talking about the behind the scenes. Mm. And um, it's something you know I, I always put up you know funny memes of caravans or camping and things like that as well. Um, and I think sometimes they get more reach than the caravan weights. But um, and we've also got a strategy we give. Um, everybody um, who gets weighed some stubby holders um, now pretty well 90% of people who caravan drink beer and um, so you know the the best promotional item I thought I could come up with was a stubby holder and we get people to take photos of their stubby holders you know in various places around Australia and send back to me and I post them on Facebook um, awesome. so you know, uh, behind cool. the scenes you know a bit of fun um, yeah it's not all about the seriousness um, and I suppose, yeah, that's one of the things I got from you guys is, although this is a really serious subject, it's it's about having a bit of fun as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Marketing and sales doesn't have to be boring, does it? It doesn't have to be boring, doesn't have to be painful. And it's exciting when it's working. Um, I think it's just when there's so much confusion that it's hard. That's when it's hard work. When it's confusion or you try something, doesn't work, try the next thing, doesn't work, you know. And I think a lot of people just don't know what to commit to and what to not to and um, you mentioned to the database and systemizing, like it's so good you mentioned these because being able to run a business and scale it up to where you've got it to without really having, you know, like having to grow a team and employ more and more and more people, um, it's so good to be able to leverage these systems and platforms and things that we take you through and the power of your database once people are in it. Like I love hearing things like you're saying, people can, you can nurture a relation, relationship with someone, Um and then convert the sale without ever having actually spoken to them. So it's not that you've removed personality or removed, you know, human touch. You do it in the right ways where you, you know, you, there can be automated emails from just as one example, but it, it can have a real personality in it. You know, you can adjust it to make it your own. And I think sometimes people shy away from it to not wanting to feel like, oh, like I'm a, 
you know, I'm a Facebook when you need Facebook support and you can't get through to anyone, or I'm a, um, you know, a PayPal when you need to talk to someone and the system's broken and, you know, like you're not that <laughs> like you, you know, you're far from that. It just allows you to add more value through having the right systems and nurture relationships. And I, I always like to say that the database is like, it's more valuable than your bank account. It's your, it's your bank account next year. It's next year's revenue. It's next year's income. It's next quarter. It's like it's it's the future sales and it's an easier life in the future. So it's um, so good you've been focusing on that. I'm happy to hear it. Thank you, Christo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And um, is there anything like in, in um, well, first anything you'd, you'd further like to share further with our listeners? And also, I was just thinking if there's any like kind of like final word in terms of um, oh, actually, what about if if you before we jump on that, like if you if who do you think would be ideal just on, sorry, this is another like little um, basic bananas kind of promotional question. If like, if someone's listening, like who who do you think it's the perfect fit for like the clever bunch? If someone like, who who would you recommend it's ideal for, you know, who comes to mind for you? Just leave it as an open question for you. Oh, well, I suppose, you know, anybody in my sort of situation, somebody who's, um, you know, I think, First of all, just listen to your podcasts. Get the free stuff um, because there's a lot of valuable information that you give away. The, the, the Probably the ideal person, though, is somebody who wants to grow their business or just stay in business. I mean, you know, because, you know, if you're stagnating, then you're going to fail. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of businesses you know, fall into that trap. You know, we'll be right. We'll be right. Um, but then... Yeah, the challenges we've had the last few years, um, you know, circumstances change so quickly. So if you're not growing, you, you're actually going backwards. So anybody that wants to expand or grow, um, but doesn't necessarily, I mean, you don't necessarily want to have 100 people working for you. It's just that you want to help more customers. Um, and I think that's actually the essence that I learned from my wife, um, you know, from a business point of view is, is, is serving, you know, and, and doing the right thing by your customer. And as a business person, you know, that's what you're doing. It's not just about selling a product. It's about helping people. Um, so when we owned the barbershop, it was about helping people feel good about themselves, you know, mm. and they enjoyed, um, you know, having a haircut and a conversation and a bit of time out from their, their life. So in my case, it's about now helping people travel safe and have peace of mind that they both loaded correctly and legally. Um, and so that's very satisfying to me. Um, I mean, I had an email today from somebody who um, just the, the compliance plate on the caravan was wrong. So they were you know, basically illegal. Hmm. But the advice I gave them meant that they could get a new compliance plate and be legal. So got, got on a bit of a tangent, but I think the people who want to grow their business, stay in business. So it really can be anybody. Um, but I think you really target that small business person who wants to, you know, serve people um, and help people and and do it profitably. Yeah, I see no harm in making a lot of money if you, you know, as long as we're exchanging value, um, like in your circumstance, in ours and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you if you because if you don't make money, then you're losing money, and that's not a great way to be. 
Yeah, and you can't scale. You, you, it wears out. But trying to, if it's driving yourself into a hole, it's 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 not sustainable. <laughs> like you are, there's a time. There's only so much you can do. Um, but um, obviously, if you're providing value and everyone wins, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I heard somebody say the other day, if you don't want to have a lot of money, that's fine. Just make a lot of money and then give it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, At least, or have fun yeah. with it, spend it. You know? <laughs> well, because even if, well, you know, you know, even if you're spending it, then you're helping somebody else make money. Absolutely. Um, so, it's all just yeah. circulating around that's in our right. economy most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and in any, any final word you'd like to share with um with our listeners or anything you would have told yourself if you're just just starting out, like what would be the you know area of focus on to, to focus on right away? Um, what would you have told the 2019 you if you were just about to kick off? Um, anything come to mind there or anything you'd like to share in, in any final words? Or? Uh, probably I wish I had done basic or clever bunch in 2021 instead of, you know, a year later. Um, so probably if you're thinking maybe next year, well, then start it now. Um, and and now is a good time to start because you give it a couple of extra months. Um, so that's that's always good value. Um, yeah. But yeah, like don't put it off too long. Um, and so I wish I had done it a year earlier. Um, and I think, you know, just as far as business is concerned is, is give it a go. I mean, what's the worst you can happen is lose your house. Oh, no, no, sorry. I mean, you know, just <laughs> you said about having fun, but no, but I mean, you know, like at the worst, my business could have failed and I could have got a job and gone back and worked. Um, but, you know, after three years, um, I'm really happy. Um, and the way I'm looking at this business is, you know, I'm turning 60 next year, is that I want to be able to work in this business or as a manager for many years to come. So I don't want to be doing the hard weighing part, but I want to be mm. helping people in business and helping customers. So I think that's the power of business is that, you know, you're not reliant on somebody else um, for your paycheck um, or one person. You know, I mean, you're reliant on customers. But if you serve from the heart and um, look after your customers, then they'll refer more people to you and you'll grow. Absolutely. Awesome. Wow. Well, thanks so much. And what about, um, so listeners, we got to a lot of listeners. There's about 20,000 downloads on this show per month, and then we'll blast it out to about another well, more than 60,000 or it'll go out through our database and so on. And you never know who's listening out there that may be looking for the next business venture um, for them, could be interested in a franchise or they may simply have a, a caravan or a boat or a trailer that they have no idea. They probably bought it 10 years ago, parked it out on the street to save space on their own property and uh, attach it and drive off each time um where do they go to learn more about you so you want to share your uh, your website and what's the best way to kind of check things out with you well the best way is through our website which is check weight so c-h-e-c-k-w-e-i-g-h-t.com.au um if you've got a caravan uh, click on the top right hand corner where it says free report and and you'll put in your email and you automatically through a system Yes. Get a uh, explanation of your um, of our all the caravan acronyms, um, and then you'll be on our email database and get um, our information. Um, we've got a lot of blog articles on there that you can read for free. Um, we've got the online course, uh, which is priced at you guessed it ninety seven dollars. 
Very and, good. And Christo, where did I get the $97? Who, who would know? Hey, we don't share the secrets till the people are in the clever bunch. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got it from Basic Bananas. Um, it'd be $97. Nice. And um, yeah, and if you're interested in business, um, on the bottom of the front page of the website, there's if you're interested in a franchisee, um, fill in your information and you'll get automatic email as well um, from, from that. And um, I suppose out of interest, you know, my first franchise um, that I sold, I actually spent $0 on advertising. Mm. Um, it was purely the, the, the listing on the website uh, that generated um, Jason to buy the first franchise or the introduction. Um, so you don't have to spend a lot of money in some cases if you can use the powers of systems. Um, but yeah, certainly um, interested in anybody wanting to buy a franchise, please fill out that information initially and then we'll be in contact from there. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for, for sharing and being on the show. Really, really appreciate it. And all the, uh, you know, the ongoing work which, which we've got to assist you with and be a part of your business journey. It's uh, always really exciting for us. That's what I love and love about business. It's all the different businesses that we get to kind of have our hands in, in a, you know, a nice kind of way to help people along. And obviously you've made amazing progress, you know, and, and just in the time that you've been working with us, like it's, it's just moved in leaps and bounds. Um, I wouldn't, you know, take all the credibility for, for on my end. It's like, you've done all the work, but um, for us to have, you know, any, any kind of part in that, it's, it's really exciting. So um, I really do appreciate that, you know, allowing us to be part of your business journey as well. Well, yeah, thanks, Christo, and thanks, Franziska, and thanks to the team at um, Basic Bananas, because it has helped, absolutely, um, to, to have you guys um, giving me feedback and advice. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Travel safe. Rocket. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.